Welcome to the Hills and Hollows podcast, season two. I'm Jordan Fuller, hanging out with Kevin Robinson and Ron Sandlin today, and we're talking about evangelism, which I feel like in today's culture immediately conjures up images of like a red-faced street preacher on the corner, <laughs> or God hates protest, whatever sure. yeah. people group or sin is there, which is, I feel like isn't the case, and that's not the model that Jesus gave for us, mm-hmm. but... I feel like you've been a perfect example of showing that. And and for the people that don't know Ron, we've watched his journey here at Foothills every baptism Sunday. There's somebody getting baptized because they're related to you or friends with you or whatever the case is. So today we're going to dive into that. But I want to just kind of start with your story. What led you to Foothills Church? What led you to Jesus? Well, they're amazing stories. Uh, and there's only one way that that could happen is that's through him. Right. Unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> probably when I was uh, eight years old, I've received a, my first set of drums uh, from my aunt. My aunt was a musician. My mother plays piano. Um, so automatically started picking that up, learning how to play by myself. Um, at the age of 18, 17, getting ready to graduate from high school, my father said, well, son, what do you want to do? And I said, Dad, I want to be a rock star. And I thought, you know, what kind of a corny answer is I feel that? like a lot of little kids, you're a, yeah. you're a sports yeah. player or you're a rock star or an actor. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I went into that, and it, it went through um, starting to play in different bars in the Indianapolis, Indiana area. And, um, you know, you can only say no for so long. The temptations that come along with that mm. is, are very overwhelming. Um, I ended up playing for probably six years, semi-professionally touring, not necessarily touring, but I sure. guess you're doing the Midwest deal, Yeah, uh, going to Iowa, Michigan, Illinois, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, which yeah. is the toughest place to play yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, but um, to sum all that up with all the negatives that come along with that ideal of a life, um, I got sucked in to the bad part of that life. <clears throat> um, you know, smoked pot, snorted coke, done mushrooms, learned how to free base. Um, so at one point in my life, this is where God, I heard the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, we were at a party and that party didn't start till four in the morning. Wow go over to a guy's house and he was sort of like a provider supplier of cocaine right um we're all doing our little thing there you know um and uh for about an hour we we didn't see the host it was a one-bedroom apartment so we're all in the living room you know there's probably about eight of us so after a certain period of time said you know i gotta knock on the door see what's going on so i'm sitting on the couch in the living room Somebody opens the door in the bedroom, their eyes opened up like dollar bill or silver dollars. And I'm going, what's going on? And everybody said, let's get out of here. I'm sitting on the couch going, what's going on? Everybody looked into the door and ran out the front door. The guy that I came with, he was one of the last persons to go to the door. He looked at me, he says, let's get out of here. And I go, what's going on? He goes, let's go. And I got up and walked over to the door. And when I reached around the corner and looked in the door, the guy that was providing the party was over the top of a girl laying on the floor. 
and he was giving her chest compressions. And mm. I'm going, Doc, what did you do? He goes, oh, she'll be all right. She'll, she'll be all right. I was, about, I was like this for about a half an hour the other day. When I walked up to this girl and looked down at her, all you saw was the whites of her eyeballs. Man. Her eyes were wide open. You see no color of the eye, the pupil. And I, and I, I knelt down and I started trying to look, feel for a pulse. I was shaking so bad I didn't know anything. Mm. I said, Doc, you need to call the... You need to call the, the ambulance now. He goes, no, she'll be fine. I said, no, you need to call the ambulance now. She's not fine. So I started pumping on her heart, you know, and I'm sitting there. I'm saying, you need to call now. And he goes, I can't. I've got too much stuff here. I said, I don't care how much stuff you've gotten. And I hear, stop or you're next. And then I heard it twice in a louder voice. He said, I said, stop or you're next. And I said, okay, okay, okay. And if that wasn't the voice of the Holy Spirit saving my life right then and there, <laughs> he saved my life. He pulled my head out of the mud right then and there. Wow. I didn't need no rehab. That was rehab enough for me. Wow. Um, another Part of that story, keeping that intensity, I was as close as you were, as you are together right now, to one of my friends watching him put a needle in his arm, and he said, you want to try it? And I don't know why I said, I think I'm okay. But if that wasn't the Holy Spirit saying, you don't need that, don't go wow. there. Wow. Don't go there. Wow. So after that experience, <clears throat> I knew it was time to relocate, uh, kind of get out of Dodge. An opportunity came to leave Indianapolis um, and try to start over. Um, moved to Oklahoma City for a year, you know, just a job opportunity that my, my wife uh, had and uh, didn't work out, so we moved to Florida. Um, let's, let's move up probably 15 years to when I was 40 years old. I started looking for a church, and I realized that playing music back in my 20s and playing, going to start playing music in my 40s, I had quit playing music between that point okay. and that point yeah. because I associated the drums with all that negative. Sure. Yeah. So we moved to Salem, South Carolina from Houston, Texas, and the reason being to be around my mother, which is in Simpsonville. We tried a couple churches, you know, and then just no, no. And I said, baby, we need to try that church right there, Foothills. It looks like it's a nice church. And so we agreed that we would come here one Sunday. The Sunday we came, they had this awesome drummer playing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, they don't need no drummers here. It was our pastor, Kevin. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah, I'm thinking, they don't need no drummers. This guy's great. He's, he's all right. Don't give him a big hand. <laughs> and so... Come to find out, he comes down for after the service to pray for the anybody that wanted prayer. Yeah. My wife and I walked up to him and said, would you please pray for us to find a home church? Mm. And um, he prayed for us. And, you know, just you could feel just the warmth, uh, the, the, the love, the honesty, mm. um, the affection from that guy. Mm. Amazing. Mm. On fire. <laughs> so 
After we got our prayer, we walked outside to the first-time visitor's booth. There's there's Pastor Greg. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, unbelievable man. And we start talking. Come to find out he's from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And I said, man, I spent 24 years down there in, in West Palm Beach. I said, you don't know a guy named Stan Coleman, do you? He goes, oh, yeah, I know Stan. I've known Stan. <laughs> Stan Coleman is, was a pastor that I went to where Drew Hammer was the arts, creative so arts wild. director there. Crazy. And I told him, Pastor Greg, I said, I, I was in Pastor Stan's, uh, you know, praise and worship group. Didn't know anything about Drew Hammer being here. The next day on Monday, I get a phone call. and I look at my phone. It says, Drew Hammer. I hadn't talked to Drew 15 years. <laughs> Since Florida, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And I look at it and I said, Drew Hammer's like, hello. And he goes, Ron Sandlin. I said, yeah, what's going on, Drew? And he goes, you remember me? I said, yeah, Drew Hammer, what's up? He goes, you'll never guess what happened to me in my staff meeting today. And I went, I'm clueless, what? He goes, well, Pastor Greg was talking about a guy he met from South Florida. His name was Ron Sandlin. And he goes, Ron Sandlin, you met the animal? <laughs> and I'm thinking, if that isn't God putting the, the nail in the wood and him striking it and saying, you found your house again, it's That's just awesome. over and over and over. It's awesome. Over and over and over how God does that. If you, you got to let him in. Yeah. You got to yeah. let him in. But once you let him in, put that blonde-headed wig on and go, okay, Father, yeah. Do whatever you want me to do. Tell I still, me. I remember that staff meeting. Yeah, I, I recall it. I think, I think Drew, like, even missed, like, uh, there was a few people that talked about you, that maybe met you at some point. So your name kept coming up, and he's, and finally he, he like, started waving, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? Did you say Ron Sandlin? And I remember he's like, that guy's the animal. Yeah, that's, that's the, the animal. That's the first thing he said. He's the animal. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, the animal grew, grew yeah. older. Yeah. Then we heard you were a drummer, so it was like it was all full court press. Yeah. Then, like, like, who can contact him? Yeah. How do we do this? How do we make this happen? Yeah. It was, you know, God has been, and you know, I. Nobody on this planet deserves it. Mm. But boy, I will tell you what, His unconditional love for people that are just mm. for everyday people. Mm. You know, some people hear that calling to 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 want to serve and, and sure. preach and, and and get that depth. Um, I just want to fish. Yeah, I want to be fishers of men. Dude, and you know, and and I can, I guess I can do that kind of because of my story, because sure. I'm proof. I'm pudding. Sure, he saved my life. Uh, you got anybody that's got any problems they're dealing with when it comes to dependency, uh, things like that? I'm more than open to talk with them and, and show yeah. what God can do for them if they just open their open the door. I, I guess like a question I would have would be, because I, I, I do believe that so many people in our church have moments where they're overwhelmed with what God's done in their life. Yeah. But it seems like you and Selma both have just kept, kept this level of gratitude that is just, you continue to be overwhelmed by the grace of Jesus. For so many people, that's hard to keep. It's it's easy to get back yeah. into the swing of yeah. life. Like, what is it that, that you guys do that keeps that fire, man? That's easy. Stop or you're next. Mm. <laughs> There's no words to describe that. Mm. I heard it. Mm. You know, they say the Holy Spirit. It's the voice that lives inside of you. You hear it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got that voice that says, "I ah, go for it, go for it." But the reason, the how, the, the voice of reason, mm-hmm. that's the one that says no. That is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that's you know I'm I'm here today because of that day. Yeah, it took a life to save a life. Yeah, and it's um, it's real powerful for me. Yeah. Very powerful. So it's that constant just yielding in your lives to the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Ooh. And we, we yes. go back on these stories. Yeah. It's, it's some of the stories that Kevin shared and you talked about are just one of the many. Because I yeah. feel like every single Baptism Sunday, I'm looking for you because I'm like, who's around him that's, yep. that's getting baptized today? So that's what I kind of want to dive into as, as yeah. we move towards the end of the podcast is like, what what are you doing in these people's lives? Like, what advice could you give other people too? Because yeah. I'm inspired by it. I'm yeah. like, how... What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, I think. I think. Um, obviously, my testimony is pretty powerful. Right. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm putting. I am putting. I'm proof in the pudding that he works. Mm-hmm. Um, he saved my life. Yeah, guys. Very few people. At least I can't say very few people, but there are more people that have not experienced that than have experienced sure. that kind of life deal. Um, you guys have maybe experienced it in other ways through other people, but when it's you, um, it's pretty powerful. Um, I think when you have the opportunity, because my wife's seen seen the young lady that she got baptized, okay. and she said, baby, I want to help her. I said, whatever, whatever you want to do, sweetheart. Wow. We opened our house for her, her daughter and, and her to come to stay with us because she had nobody else to, to lean on. Wow. So, you know, we've done that several times and sometimes it's good, yeah. sometimes it's bad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you just feel the Holy Spirit say, that's the person, go mm. get them, go mm. get them, bring them to me, go get them, bring them to me. And so that was the same situation with the, the folks that we met down the street from us that were from Florida, and, they, and I don't know how we ended up, they stopped in or whatever, but I knew that their son and their daughter-in-law, they were they were being dragged down by a demon. <clears throat> and um, I just told him my story. I said, if he can fix me, <laughs> he can fix you. Yeah. Um, and you just gotta be uh, open and just let him know. It's not gonna be an easy task, and it's not about you, it's not about me. There's your, there's your strength right there. Mm. That guy right there will, will get you through it. He'll get you through anything. You just got to sit down, shut up in the boat, and be quiet. <laughs> sit down, be quiet. Let, it, let God do it. Let God him. be God. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, you're just consistently <laughs> looking for opportunities. Well, it's not me. God throws them in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> but, just, you're, but you're looking. I mean, you're, you're oh, ready yeah. and aware. I think God throws them in front of all of us. Yeah, we're just not always catching them. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just... I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I've always felt like I just put a blonde-headed wick on, and that's no nothing, no no better. <laughs> put a blonde-headed wick on and go, okay, father, whatever I'm gonna do, you know, kind of that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, don't be scared. Yeah. Don't be scared. What do you got to lose? Nothing. That's right. Nothing. Yeah. And yeah. and what do you got to gain? Yeah. You know, 
Uh, yeah. You get to see that on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Man, I think I, I do. I think about what Paul says. I think he says in a couple of his letters about making the most of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. But you watch his letters too. He remained overwhelmed by what Jesus had done for him. Oh. And I just feel like that's what we see in you. You have remained overwhelmed. Selma remains overwhelmed by what Jesus has done for you. So what would stop you from letting everyone know that so that other people get that same opportunity? That's the point of the gospel. That's why we have yeah. church. The That's why we reason. exist to help people find and follow Jesus. And man, like I'm praying that more of us get inspired in the same way so we see more of these stories because we know this world desperately needs well, Jesus. I will say this, you know, Pastor, if you... Anybody in that congregation that has somebody that, that needs someone to talk to, mm. please find me. Um, all I am is an example of what God can do for a person that, that is deeply in trouble. Mm. And again, I'm proof in the pudding. He saved my life. And he has gifted me beyond what you could ever imagine. And I'm not talking money-wise because... Money has nothing to do with it. Sure. I've never been a dollar chaser. Yeah. Um, but what he has provided for me, spiritually, uh, emotionally, security. Fulfillment. My wife. Yeah. I prayed for her. I prayed for her in details. And he delivered. He grand slammed it. Grand slammed it. And I, I don't go, why me, Father? And she kept saying, you're my Dave. And I'm going, what do you mean Dave? Who's this Dave guy? What what is this? You're my Dave. Who's David? She said, David, baby. King David in the the Bible. Mm. King Dave. And I went, she said, you're you're a man after God's own heart. Mm. Musician, womanizer at one time. (laughs) At one time. Uh, That was was many, many years ago. But I mean... Again, he shows yeah. up. Yeah. Grand slams. Yeah. Send them to me. I'll talk with them. We're going to send them to you, Ron. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out. I know our time is running out. Our cameras are going to time out, actually, because we've <laughs> yeah. talked so long. So <laughs> we'll wrap it up. If you guys are watching, thank you yeah. again for watching. Thank you for listening. You can stay connected online at foothills.cc slash hills and hollows on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, anywhere where you find your favorite podcast. Ron, thanks for hanging out with us. Kevin, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>